0: Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Jim Harris, The Unfair Advantage Show. Already into season two, I'm so excited. This is the fourth show we've recorded now in season two already. We're shifting toward more interviews with men and women, entrepreneurs in business, men and women that have been in business. In fact, today, we're gonna have part two of a series. If you haven't seen the last show, I encourage you to go back because that's the foundation of where we're going today. I have the honor to again introduce to you one of the true pioneers of marketplace ministry around the globe, Rich Marshall. Rich now lives in just south of Colorado Springs in Castle Rock, Colorado with his wife, Wilma. Right now it's snowing out there. I'm glad I'm in Pensacola, Florida. The only white things I have in my shoes are sand. Rich has got some snow on his balcony right now. But Rich and I, we're gonna come back and yeah. pick up where we left off on the last show. where we talked about uh, just an introduction to how He came out of full-time traditional ministry into business ministry with his first work, God at Work, and his second book, the follow-up, God at Work Two. I mentioned last time, I want to mention again, you need to get these books. And today, the third part of his trilogy, oh, I hadn't thought about this, Rich, a trilogy. We're going to look at his third and his most recent work, and what he says is his most difficult book that he's ever written, God at Rest so rich we welcome you back thank you again for being on the unfair advantage show
1: it's good to be with you jim you uh you bless me every time i'm with you you're walking with the lord i love what you're doing i love the crowd of people you're with the the ones i've met the ones who have responded to uh uh, to when you and i've been together on screen somewhere i know that i know people around the world watch jim harris and i know there's a good reason why because you have uh, you have taken good advantage of that unfair advantage that we have in the Lord. And and your giftedness is a blessing to the body of Christ. So it's a joy for me to be with you right now. Thank you, Jim.
0: Well, I think we can end the show right there. I kind of like that, Rich. Thank you. That was unexpected. You know, we'll make it a three-minute <laughs> show. Hallelujah. Um, I want to remind folks, if you did not hear my informal introduction last time on Rich, once again, I want to point out to you, we're honored to have Rich on the show, and I don't mean that lightly. Rich is one of just a handful, I mean a very few, men that God anointed some 30, 35 years ago to be at the forefront of the shift of getting the gospel out of the church and into the marketplace. With just a handful of others, he was at the cutting edge of what we're now seeing as truly Um, from others that have come after him, the Lance Wallnaus and the Johnny Enlows and many, many, many others on the Seven Mountains and everything else that's come really from that. But Rich and C. Peter Wagner and uh, Bill Hammond, a few were ahead of the curve. Ed Silvasso, I want to read as we begin today. I want to focus for a few minutes, Rich, on your book, God at Rest. The Foundation of God at Rest is, as you've said in the book, Matthew 11. So we're going to open up with the Word of God, and I just want you to begin commenting as the Lord leads on how the book came about, why God at rest is so important, and what rest really means as God taught you. The Word from the Amplified, Matthew 11, starting in verse 28, and Jesus says, Come to Me, all who are weary and heavy burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. Interesting. And I will give you rest, that is, refreshing your souls with salvation. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart. That describes Rich Marshall, friends. And you, and you will find rest, renewed, blessed, quiet for your souls. I want to read that again. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, following me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, that is renewal, blessed, quiet for for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Rich, that was the launch for your book, God at Rest. Tell us how this book came about and why this was really, for you, such a challenge to write?
1: Well, so I was, uh, I was sitting in a conference up in the state of Oregon, and a, a prophet was sitting next to me. And suddenly, just out of nowhere, he poked me in the ribs and said, Hey, Rich, God says your next book will be called God at Rest. Now, I'd already written God at Work One and God at Work Two. And he just poked me, the next book is God at rest, and then he went on. Now this man is a well-known prophet, and so I took that seriously. I thought, okay, well, that's a word from the Lord. I'm gonna write this book. And I I would try to write, Jim, and I couldn't. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I'd study rest, I studied that passage, and I studied Hebrews chapter four and five, and I went into it deep, and I'd try to write something, and nothing, 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 nothing. I could get nowhere. I'd write a paragraph, I'd write a page, And then it would go blank. And uh, I said, I said to my wife, I said, I can't write this book. She says, because you don't know how to rest. Oh, she says, "You you can't write about something you don't know how to do. I said, Oh Lord, help me. I know how to work. I didn't know how to rest. I didn't know how to enter into his rest. I knew how to take a nap. I knew how to get sleep. I didn't know how to rest in God as I needed to. So Jim it took me 12 years I believe from when I first heard that word you need to write the book God at Rest until that book finally came to fruition. Because I'd try I couldn't. I'd try and I couldn't. And all the time God was teaching me something I hope you don't take that long to learn it folks. The fact is that, that the hard work in your life is done not by you. And not because you decided to get up earlier, and you decided to stay longer, and you decided to work harder. The work is done because you decided to trust him more, and rely on him more, and believe in him more, and lay your work down at his feet and let him begin to work through you. So I had to learn how to rest, and uh, so that's that's where the book came from. I don't want our rest I don't want our
0: followers it. to miss that. I want you to go back and rewind a couple of minutes and listen to Rich's story, but particularly what you just the last part of that story that it's not about just taking naps. It's you've got to learn how to stop your striving and start coming into his is his his peace. In fact, I believe I've got it right here that on uh, in your introduction, you said, um, see, I do read your books, Rich. I do read, in fact, I, I highlight a lot too. Look, see all these points. Um, I, he's my friend, so I can. Yeah, I believe it. it. In, in your book, you say, "God at rest is not about <laughs> sleep, vacations, or working less." Instead, this book is about a state of mind. Rest as a state of mind. What did you learn about rest as a state of mind through these 12 years, Rich? How did you go from striving to just receiving rest?
1: Well, it was a step at a time, Jim, uh, and, uh, and probably an, an in and out, <laughs> into rest and out of rest, yeah. in, into God's rest and back to my efforts, and, because we, we were all taught to work hard. We worked, I, was, I had my first job when I was uh, in seventh grade. I was working every Saturday and uh, every, every summer and yep. I, I learned how to work. My dad was a, a business owner. He knew, he knew how to work and I learned how to work from him. But learning how to work and learning how to work under God's power are two different things. So learning how to work and get rest at the same time. When, when you do this, work can become refreshing. And you don't have to say, oh, what a hard day this has been. You can say, what a fulfilling day this has been. But it, it's, it's not even something that I learned a formula for as much as I learned simply to begin to do it. And I would, I would enter into it and I'd walk back out. I'd, I'd enter into it and I'd go back to my old habits. And some of your people listening right now have learned hard work and the value of hard work and the harder I work the well, yes and no. Because it's it may be that you work hard, but it's it's got to be God's energy in you, not your energy, trying to do God's work. Oh and wow! So you just took just, a while. And, you uh, just
0: unlo- You just brought a, a gusher of revelation. I've got to go back because I want to get this myself. On a side note, I was asking the Lord um um just a few months ago as we've now entered a new calendar year, at least you know Gregorian calendar year. Um, of January, just uh, you know, we're still in it. What What were the lessons learned in um, last year for me? And at the top of the list, one of the very first things, Rich, was the the fragility of life, but also yeah. that His presence is more important than my performance. Yeah, that, that being in His presence That's and good. not being hurried and being just with Yeshua with the Spirit mm-hmm. it was more important to him than me checking yep. boxes of look at how much I got done for you today. I want to go back. You said that yep. work is not really exhausting, that work really is fulfilling. It's refreshing. Tell I got to learn more about that. How did you shift from seeing work as being <laughs> exhausting to making it actually, man, this is so fulfilling doing what I'm doing. Tell us more about what that means. How do we get
1: there? Well, I, I tell you, I, I wish I had a formula for that. Uh, but but the formula is, is very simple. You go to God, you enter into his presence. And uh, it, you know, it says in that verse that you read out of Matthew, it, it's like getting in the yoke with him. And when you're in the yoke with him, picture, picture that yoke and there's, there's two cattle in it. it. You gotta go side by side. One can't get ahead of the other. So first of all, don't worry. You can't get ahead of God. Some, some people say, oh, I'm ahead of God on this. Well, you can't get ahead of him. Uh, he's, he's faster than you are. He's, he's, he's more everything than you are, but you have to get side by side with him because if you're back behind him, that's where the, that's where the, the energy is wasted. Cause you're, you're not, being able to plow the field as you should. So it's, it's. I would say the simplest thing is you gotta start your day with God, then you gotta finish your day with God and you gotta walk the whole day with him. And so it means it's not a matter of, I prayed for an hour, now I go on. I may only pray for two minutes, but all day long, I'm gonna be in his presence. So it's his presence and my recognition that I'm in his presence is what puts me in the yoke with him. Wow. And so he says in that in that little short passage there in Matthew, mm-hmm. "Get in the yoke with me. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to be your coach. I'm going to be <laughs> when I when I wrote that book, Jim, there's a part in that that my editor told me I should not put in, and I did. Oh yeah. Because I said the right coach can change your life. And I I used an example there which was a poor one because it was about my football team, Nebraska, that always loses, but we were getting a new coach who was gonna change it. He came and made it worse. And so, so my, my editor was right. I shouldn't have put it in there because I was trying to make some kind of a comparison. There is no comparison to getting in the yoke with Jesus. Let him be your teacher, let him be your guide. Don't think that somebody else is gonna be the answer. Uh, only, You've given yeah.
0: me a revelation so, already of what it means to be Jesus' disciple. Um, we're not his yeah. servant. We are not a slave. Right. We are his co-laborers. Yeah. We already have a seat Co-laboring. in heaven. Heaven. Yeah. We we already have yeah. bold access to the third heaven with Jesus right now. And for the first time in my life, Rich, what you just taught me was when I see that picture now of that yoke, of that big wooden structure that we're walking together. We are co-laborers. I'm not behind him as a slave or in front of him pulling it. We're co-laborers with Jesus when we wake up with him in the morning, go to sleep with him at night and stay with him through the the whole day. It doesn't get much more simple than that.
1: (laughs) And just a sidelight to that is you, you can't get ahead of him but you dare not let him get ahead of you. You got to stay oh. right beside him.
0: Okay, talk to that a minute the because sometimes I think I get ahead of Holy Spirit and I'm really messing up. So speak to that for a minute for our business Yeah, well, you're
1: not fast enough. You're, you're not fast <laughs> enough to get ahead of Holy Spirit. <laughs> I stand so, so corrected, let's, let's,
0: mentor, seriously. Cool. Uh, I, uh, thank you, coach. Well, well so you right. When
1: we think we got ahead of God, yeah. no, we got off track from God because he's way ahead of us. So uh, the the lesson is simply, he's here, I'm gonna get with him, I'm gonna get beside him. And it's not hard, because he's offered it. He he said, enter into, uh, in Hebrews, it it talks about entering his rest, and then it says, the Lord's work has been finished from the beginning of creation. So he's not having to work today. He doesn't have to do anything. Wow. But he's called us to enter in with him because now his work is done as we do it together. So he's depending upon you. He's depending upon me. Folks, he's depending on you today to get in the yoke with him. Don't go off on your own. Don't think I know what I'm doing so I can go. Every day, Jesus me. Jesus and me. We're walking together. Because of the joy uh, he, of the Lord. And he's already is our finished strength. his work, so therefore And anything he's calling you to do today, don't worry. He's already got it handled. He's already got it handled, and uh, and he's he's going to do it. So, So hallelujah. That
0: is so good. That is so good. One of the points you you do make in God at rest, and you make many of them. This is as much a self-reflective. This is what the hard lessons I've learned to get to the point of rest. And if that's what you're looking for, a little bit more right. of a, man, I'm striving so hard. You, you need this. This is a guidebook, a simple guidebook to where you can start laying aside those burdens, that, that garbage, you know, as Max Lucado wrote years ago in Traveling, Traveling Light, get rid of all that stuff. And so you can then become equally yoked because the, the strength, the joy of the Lord is your strength. One of the revelations I received about a year ago rich and it fits right into what you're always of course two decades ahead of me brother and i so i'm catching up i'm catching (laughs) up to you buddy you said in the book you need you you, you need rest before the solution comes the lord told me using the same concept uh, a, a, a download to me not long ago a year or so ago was relax and receive the revelations
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes, How do you do that? Striving How doesn't do you do that? work.
1: Well. <laughs> well, you just said it, didn't you? Relax. Uh, so what is relaxing? You you let go. Uh, if you're trying to pull ahead of God, don't worry, you can't get ahead of Him. Just let go of the effort and let Him be the strength that pulls you along. Ask Him for revelation. Uh, and you may say, I don't hear from God, but you know, all of us do, we just don't recognize it as his voice. Cause when you ask him something, he's gonna, the next thought in your mind is gonna be the answer. So it's there and it's ready for you. And uh, I get a little overwhelmed, Jim, when I think about uh, just the whole concept of God at rest, uh, because I had to learn it and then I have to relearn it, and I had to learn it, and I gotta relearn it. So yeah. today's a good reminder, I'm getting back in the yoke.
0: Well, you know, uh, you're like me, we, we were chatting about this off camera, that um, sometimes, you know, I was reading you uh, from the, one of the pages of one of your books, and say, maybe we can talk about this. He said oh i forgot that was in there i do the same thing on mine i forgot what god put in this work i was just his pen sure. so what i mean i'll go back and read and yeah. say, like, oh that's pretty good stuff i didn't write it i have to go back and remind myself and i'm just telling our listeners if you haven't you're, already you're blessed put, by your
1: own writing, right?
0: that's right in the very first s- series in our very first year i've um we have I've taught this unfair advantage page by page, precept by precept and in our in our first show year. I go back to watch the first sixteen shows of the Unfair Advantage show. that That entire season is nothing but me expanding upon what God gave me nine years ago when the book came out. So yeah. if you want to get an idea of what it means to tune in, if you will, to the Holy Spirit and the way that He speaks to you, this is a great jump start. If not more, and then along yes. with Rich's books on God at Work, God at Work Two, God at Rest, it makes a pretty good little package for us
1: to study. Rich, I want to. Um, yes, indeed.
0: Yes, please, please jump in.
1: No, no, I'm just saying. Yes, indeed, I, I love the fact that we've got we've got now we be we've got a good library of good books. Uh, way way back when I first started to write this book. <laughs> Uh, my first book, there weren't, there weren't a lot of books out on marketplace ministry. In fact, somebody who did research then said there there's maybe a hundred and within five years, there was 1200 and now there's thousands of books. In, because in the last 20, 25 years, God has been downloading this to me, to you, un- unbeknownst to each other. You didn't know me, I didn't know you, but there are hundreds of people out there that are same way right now they're writing and they're preaching and they're teaching and they're doing it. And everywhere I go, I I was just at this church and, and, uh, I wanted to stay another few days in California because they said next week for all of our business people, we got a special session. I thought, man, I want to go and hear What, what they're saying because it's new, it's fresh and it's, and it's going on everywhere where a few years ago that never happened. And now it's happening literally all around the world. So, Thank God for you, Jim. Thank God that he spoke to me. Thank God that so many have picked this message up and taken it lots further than I could take it. And I'm, I'm just grateful for uh, for those voices that have been around a long time. You, you of course, no. mentioned Ed uh, Ed Silvoso. I was his wow. pastor during the time I wrote this book.
0: And, Is that uh, so? I
1: didn't know that. Peter Wagner, who... Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: See, Peter yeah, Wagner. Ed,
1: Ed wow. and I were... We, and And then Peter got a hold of this stuff, and he he got a hold of my uh, of a series of, of CDs before I wrote the book and asked me to come and teach at the Wagner Institute based on hearing what I was teaching there. I didn't read really? the first book yet. Wow. So uh, all of that was going on and and Oz Hillman, of course, Oz of course. and I spoke the first time I ever spoke on this topic, he and I were on the same stage. And and we talk about now that was the beginning for both of us way back in the uh, mid '90s somewhere there, uh, and still today we're we're carrying on. Oh, uh, right. We're getting older. Uh, Peter's of course gone on to heaven, and, yes. uh, but it's uh, I, I don't know what year you picked it up. It wasn't long after that, Jim. You were you were grabbing. It. When did you write your book? What what year did um, that come It was out?
0: released well what eight years ago. So it was, um, but I was beginning okay. to
1: read in this, you know,
0: 15 years ago, you know, us, you know, Austin, Pam yeah. and I were yeah, friends, yeah. you know, we've been friends for many years and, um, you know, Bill Hammond is just down the road. He also did a lot in the apostolic and the marketplace movement. So there were a few of you at the forefront of this going and now you're beginning to see rich some of the fruit literally of your labor, you planted, you planted, you planted in good soil, and look at some of the harvest you're seeing with now hundreds and hundreds of men and women, thousands around the world that are actually doing their own work through really a lot of what you and the men and women you mentioned, what they began. I want you now to uh, prophesy, I want you to forecast for a minute. You were at the very beginning. You were plowing the hard fields to even get this message where most preachers, frankly, 30 years ago, didn't wanna hear it. When I first brought this message to CEOs, they didn't want to hear about Holy Spirit in business, and that was just eight years ago. We're beginning to see a shift with your incredible background. I'm asking you, what do you see coming? What do you see as the next wave of marketplace ministry around the world?
1: Oh, I wish I knew. I wish I had a, a picture of that because I, I don't really. It, but but let me do the best I can to pick up on that. When when I first started with this, we had some language in the body of Christ that needed to change, and that was clergy and laity. It, it brought division in the body of Christ. And that's why I was so excited to get the phrase kings and priests. And now, so a lot of people argued with me about whether that was the same thing or not, but it was a picture that I could draw that God has called some to be the priests, pastor, missionary, worship leader, and some to be the kings who are out in the marketplace. But that one is not above the other, they're equal. I felt like clergy and laity kind of put a division in the church That's and right. made it uh, made it so that some were called and many were not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now we need to understand all of us are called. So I believe uh, what, what we're going to see is that that ministry is going to start to happen, and revival's going to break out. Not through a church like it did, uh, like it did there in, in uh, Pensacola a few years ago, but it's going to start at a business. And I fully expect to see that. And I've seen it just a little bit. Uh, people will tell me we had a we had a meeting in our business, and and it grew, and people got prayers answered, and now we got a regular Bible study that's going, and uh, and so we. Here's what we try to do. We try to turn the business into a church and that's not to be the case. But revival can happen in your business as well as at your church. That's so right. don't try to turn it into a church. We are the church. So we are the church when we go there, but don't try to make don't try to structure. It. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Don't try to structure it. Let God do it. He's going to work at your at your marketplace. Maybe you'll have a Bible study, but you don't need a Bible study to have a miracle. And all you need to, right. to have a miracle is have faith when you stand at the, uh, at the water cooler with somebody, say, oh, you're not feeling well, let me pray for you. You don't need to lay your hands on them. don't need to get a holy voice, don't need to, to say, uh, just say, Jesus, you're here, would you heal my friend, amen. That's oftentimes enough, because it, it, it's not your, your loud voice that gets God's attention, it's your faith that gets God's attention. So I would expect that we're going to start seeing, and I've been picturing this through the years. Mm-hmm. Revivals don't break out at church, but break out in business. Let That's it be beautiful. your business. Let it be your time. Let you be the one that leads it. Just, just trust him, believe him, and and know it's going to come. And please do it soon. I want to see it while it's still my lifetime.
0: Well, you're still five <laughs> years away from getting your mountain to take out the Goliath as Caleb. So you still, you're still in this battle, my friend. I want want you to make a comment, if you would be so kind. Part of your harvest, Rich, is the sponsor of the Unfair Advantage Show, and that is the Jesus Christ CEO Institute and the Jesus Christ CEO TV and the network from someone you mentored for years and years, Leray Heine. Part of your fruit is seeing Leray as he's leaned on you and known you and you've worked with him for years. This is, brother, part of your fruit, what you're seeing right now. Speak a minute to what you see and how LeRay's grown because this is part of, part of your crowns, but also what TV and what media and how this can get the message out because Jesus Christ CEO TV is all about one thing, telling the world what Jesus is doing in business through media. How important is media for getting this to the world.
1: Well, first of all, let me before I go to the media, let me comment on our friend Lee Ray, because uh, he he's one of the first guys I ever met way back in the late '90s. That every, it seemed like every conference I showed up, he was there. I was there, he was there, and I was speaking, and or I wasn't speaking, but Lee Ray was there, and we just I, I just watched this guy. He was younger, he was hungry, he was entrepreneur of the year in business, he was, he was passionate, and, and he could not be stopped. And he was doing stuff that everybody said, you can't do it. You can't leave your business and, and make a living in the marketplace alone. Well, he did it. And uh, uh, Ray, we bless you, bless you, bless yes. you. Uh, there was a period of time in, uh, in my ministry when I, I'd run out of money and LeRay would send a check and his check always came right on time said oh thank you lord LeRay came through and and LeRay didn't have any income i don't know where his money was coming from but it was just that he had he had somehow connected us and uh, i've watched him now through the years i've had you and and i've several of his uh business guys on our show and it's just amazing how what LeRay has done shows up uh in places where uh, where I am, I was I was sitting having coffee, Jim, uh, with a guy. In fact, it's a guy I'm now his personal coach. He was brand new with the Lord, and and uh, we were talking about something. I can't remember what it was, but he, he had a situation, a business situation that that needed an answer. And I said, uh, I said I just had a guy on my TV show that could probably help you. Uh, his name is Jim, and he said, "You mean Jim Davidson? Uh, we're in California. Jim Davidson is in Cal. I mean, we were in Colorado." Jim Davidson's in California. I said, how do you know him? And he pulled out his phone and says, look, here's his name. I talked to him about a business deal two weeks ago. And this is a part of Leray's yes. ministry that just is spreading throughout the world. And so if you needed a good example, now Leray's written, I just got a copy a couple weeks ago or a month ago of his latest book. And, uh, uh, but what Leray is doing through his writing, but mostly through his mentoring of leaders, that's and uh, right. you're you're one of those guys That's in his right. groups that that uh in uh in prayer with him and study with him and he's an example of what god is doing he and i were on the learning edge of this thing way back in the late 90s and uh, we we both we traveled down a path together different paths we traveled down it together and uh uh blessed me so uh uh, is it still called Windows of Heaven? Uh, Windows of Heaven is, is the it, uh, official Jesus name Christ of CEO's.
0: And, uh, doing business as, if yeah. you will, the uh, Jesus Christ CEO Institute, Bible Institute, yeah. and now uh, TV network. We got .tv now, and this is all being broadcast on the JC CEO and the app. And so that's how a lot of people follow the show through the JC .tv app.
1: There you go. Again, so, so that, to me, that's God at rest. I didn't have anything to do with Leroy, but man is he going, and I've been able, able to watch him through the years. Just watch and watch and be blessed and be blessed. So uh, uh, I, I was just reading one of his manuals the other day. In fact, I was coaching a guy and I pulled out that manual because I thought it was something I needed. And I noticed at the top of it, it, said forward by Rich Marshall. I'd forgotten I even wrote the forward for that, but that Leroy and I have been connected for years. Uh, well, the, what uh, Rich that is talking and, about uh, in the
0: manuals is now digital. He's talking about um, yeah. um, what, what we teach in the Institute, the Jesus Christ CEO Bible Institute in terms of communion, in terms of company consecration, magnificent teaching series. Hmm. That wasn't paper, paper, now it's digital. Um, and I encourage you to go to jcceos.com, jcceos.com. Sign up for the Institute. It's free equipping on what it means to be in communion with Jesus and also how to consecrate your company and much, much, much more. That's what we're talking about as the sponsor of the Unfair Advantage Show through the JCCEO TV network. Rich, as we, be, as we close up All this right. uh, second interview, I, once again, I want to thank you. This has been fantastic to get the viewpoint of someone who was there at the beginning of this entire global movement. It's been an honor to have you here. How can people get in touch with you?
1: Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting question because for the last two months I've been fighting with email. The devil has got involved in this thing, yeah, I know and we mean. cannot get my email up working. So I, I'm going to have to do that. So you can reach out to me right now through this. Here's a long email, uh, Rich, the letter N, Wilma Marshall at gmail.com, and I'm sorry it's just long. My old one, Rich at GodIsWorking.com. Uh, I, maybe I'll get it back up, but I've, I've spent hours and hours and hours on this thing. Somehow or another, it just crashed. Well, i tell so, you what, if anybody out uh, there wants to get way. a hold
0: of you Rich, if anybody out there listening to me, you can get, get a hold of me, hello at drjimharris.com. You just get to me, hello at drjimharris.com. That'll come to me. You can go to Rich's website, godisworking.com, and you actually get to see interviews yeah. with some of the ones we were chatting about earlier, including our producer here. J.D. Cobb from jdcobbproductions.com. He was interviewed on Rich's show as several other of the J.C. CEOs. There's several of those at godisworking.com. And Rich, I know we're going to have you back. When you get your email working, we're going to have you back. And we've got much, much more to share. And I want to just dig in from that that wealth of wisdom you've created and you've been gifted with over the years. I want to thank you again for being one of my very special guests. I love you, brother, I admire you. Thank you for mentoring me and being my friend. It's been a pleasure having you on the show.
1: Well, we love you too. And I say we, my wife, and I love you, Jim. Uh, she she says, oh, you're with Jim? <laughs> so yeah, I think she calls you Dr. Jim, as, oh, uh, as she really should.
0: Well, you tell well, Wilma, I want, we're I want you to- We're blessed, we love you guys. I want you two to get back to Pensacola. We'll come over to my house for another Southern Barbecue meal like we had on your birthday a few years ago. How about that?
1: Oh, I want tell you, you, you and your sweetie know how to host the crowds. Thank you, brother. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for watching this episode, this show of The Unfair Advantage Show. We'll see you on the next show. And remember, purpose in your heart to only and always be led by Holy Spirit. Dr. Jim here saying thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the next show.